Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Onside Kick Podcast with Justin Northrup. Just going to kind of have our first episode here. The spring game was last night down at Kinnick Stadium. Saw some really nice things. Saw some places that uh, obviously need to improve, just like with any college football program. Uh, some things that uh, you know the fans were yelling out, which was ludicrous, um, based on what what was on the what was going on on the field. Um, just some of my thoughts coming from a football coaching perspective. Um, what uh, what is really happening down there compared to what the fans think is happening or or want to see? So, um, some of the exciting things last night that that uh, Iowa obviously is going to be very good. Um, the quarterback position is is going to be some place that uh, I, I really think Iowa probably has the best quarterback in the Big Ten if they can keep him clean. Um, he he isn't really mobile, but when he can just stand in there and, and decide what he's going to do, um, he's really good. And uh, if he has a big year, this might be the last year we see him at Iowa. I'm not sure what the country holds as far as quarterback prospects for the, for the next level, but uh, he definitely fits the mold, um, his size, his, his arm strength. It's just probably decision-making. The one thing that noticed last year, being a young guy, um, you know, he, he pretty much locked into, a, locked into a receiver, and that's where it was going to go. And a lot of that scheme-based, a lot of fans don't understand that. Um, probably 90% of the – plays Iowa calls definitely in the passing game is is a scheme based call which you know they're going to go to a certain guy um it's, it's not it's just not a run around out there and throw it to whoever's open type thing and um you know most fans don't get that but um uh, they, they see a lot of a lot of games across the country on tv where it's a or you know a quarterback just scrambling around just tossing around or rpo type stuff where it's you know they're reading it's it's either going to be a run pass option, and they're reading the defense based on that. I was just not built for that. It's not their scheme. It's not what they're going to do. It's not what they're ever going to do. And and I personally am very okay with that. I think uh, the RPO type system is is built for um, some leagues, for some teams, uh, for some personnel. And and Iowa has none of that. And um, you know, for anyone out there thinking that's what they need to do or need to go to, it's not. It's not going to happen. It doesn't need to happen. Um, and, and it's, in my opinion, not winning football for the most part. Um, as far as the other quarterbacks go, uh, Petrus Kidd is definitely the future. He's a big dude um, for a freshman. Um, grad, you know, I think he graduated early, actually, too, so he should still be in high school. But um, he, he's, he's exactly what, uh, what Stanley is, just a big kid, big arm. Um, you know, obviously, watching some, some, some of his stuff from high school, he was a shotgun kid. So, you know, that's that's a big difference, you know, with the, with taking it under center and dropping back. A lot of people don't think that's a big deal. It's a huge deal. Um, but he's definitely in the future. The Manziel kid is uh is probably pretty exciting. He just I don't think he fits the fits the scheme for Iowa uh right now as far as um being that type of guy. Um, you know, last night he was the number two guy, but that really doesn't mean squat um in the spring game where a lot of a lot of fans will probably take a lot from that and decide who's the starter and who's the not not starter and so on and so forth. I don't think that's going to matter. But if they can keep Petrus on the bench for a year uh, without playing him, that's probably what the plan is. I don't think Stanley ever comes out of the game uh, unless unless something awful happens, um, you know, and, and, and there's a problem uh, physically with him. You know, at, at, the, at the college level, you know, you, you play your starters. Very rarely are you going to sub out a bunch of kids, even if um, even if you're up. It's just not it's just not what you do at that level um 
you know, people want want to run the second team quarterback in in the third quarter. It's, it's just not going to happen, especially with Stanley's and doesn't have a ton of experience. So, I think he's he's the guy. He's the guy 100 percent of the time, unless something awful happens. Then I think you'll probably see Manzo, and, and they probably want to keep Petrus on the bench. Um, the running back position, you know, is obviously always going to be good at Iowa. I think Young's definitely the guy. He's going to be a big, big yardage guy. Um, you know, just hard nosed runner. He's not that breakaway fancy runner that uh, Wadley was last year, which is probably okay. Um, a lot of times Wadley uh, could have got more and he got a little fancy, but that was how he played, and, and uh, he was definitely a productive guy. But um, Young's not that guy. And after him, you know, it's, it's going to be probably tough sledding at the running back position. The Brian Kitt's kind of small. He fumbled last night, which at that, you know, you just don't do um, ever. And uh, especially with Kirk Ferentz, you don't do. And, and there's something to be said about that. Ball security is a big deal. Um, then probably the second guy is that Kelly Martin, Ivory Kelly Martin. Um, he got time last year a little bit, and he's he's pretty quick. And then, you know, probably after that, you know, this, it could be a freshman coming in that's uh, probably the third guy because I don't think they have a third guy right now. The uh, Cameron Harrell kid, the, the freshman starting on campus from last year, redshirt freshman, he's he's just small, um, pretty quick, but, you know, he might he might get some time, but I really think there's probably an incoming freshman, uh, the Gale kid that's uh, probably going to get get some looks if he gets any. But Young's definitely the guy um, that's going to carry the – carry the load most of the, most games but I was really solid there they're they're always going to be and running the football wins games and that's what I was going to do that's what they've always done and uh like I said again me personally being old school and just a football coach that's that's the number one thing you got to be good at and then after that you take what they give you um but you know I Iowa will will run the ball a lot and they'll be successful doing it you know the uh, tight end position Iowa probably has the best tight ends in the country um, probably the most tight ends on the roster than anybody in the country, and they're they're going to catch 80% of the footballs, and that's how their scheme's built, and that's what they're going to go to. And fortunately, uh, the kids they got now are, are very athletic, so you know they're not going to run by a ton of people, but they're big bodies, they're big people, and they get and they catch the ball well. So you know Iowa's scheme set up for the uh, you know for the the one two throw to the tight end type type offensive plays and. You know, it's not going to wow the crowd and get them all excited, but that's not what Iowa plays football to do. Um, and honestly, that's what no college plays. You know, they're not there to entertain the fans. You know, they're they're there to win games, and and getting it to those type of kids is going to help that. The wide receiver position, Iowa's in big trouble. I think um, the Brandon Smith kid just looks something's on the bottom. He's a stud, obviously, athlete. Um, I think he was like a 7'2 high jumper in high school. He just looked out of shape last night. Um just just something something's not clicking there um probably the kid that stood out um that played because i know a couple guys didn't play some of their top guys didn't play is the cooper kid young um small very quick kind of that slot guy um i don't think he's a top end speed kid but he's quick and he's gonna he's gonna be good after the catch so he's he's gonna catch a lot of football it's just that quick stuff uh underneath um you know same as easily who didn't play last night so I really think their best best kid that's going to come in is that Tracy kid from Indiana. He he will play a lot, I think, and he'll be very good. Um, the the other guy that did okay last night that played a lot, it seemed like, is the Daphne. Dominic Daphne He's a senior, or I think he might be a junior. He's a big dude. I thought he's a running back, but he's a receiver. Uh, he's put together. Uh, always watch him on kickoffs because he flies down there and messes things up. But um, he got some time out there. He just 
he looks like he should be able to play. Just uh, he's a dude getting off the bus first. He's very impressive in the uniform, but uh, something must be something must be off there that he didn't get any time because I was really lacking at, at talent and athleticism at that that spot all last year. And I think it's going to be the same this year. This is just not a high priority um, in their offense, and and that's okay. I mean, you got to have some dudes out there, but um, you know that's not what I was going to do. They're not going to. They're not going to toss it downfield a ton, and uh, you know, and that's okay. You, you control the clock, control the game, control the yards, and you'll and you'll be successful more than you're not. Um, if they can just be average on the outside, they're going to be really good. You know, if they can just be average, they don't have to do anything crazy. Just be average, and they'll be okay. Um, but again, scheme dictates a lot. You know, Brian Ferentz talking about Mike Leach and his offense and all that kind of stuff is is kind of cool. I think that'll be. Um, need if they can implement some of that stuff and you know Leach is uh, definitely one of my heroes uh, got to spend a little time with him talking to him and um, read a lot of his stuff and he's a brilliant guy on the offensive end and um, I think if I can implement a little bit of that kind of kind of theory and especially in the passing game um, there'll be there'll be something else to watch because Iowa's running game is going to be really good uh, the offensive line the worst kids he's he's a He's not going to be at Iowa four years. I mean, he's an all-pro uh, ready to happen at the NFL level. Last night he handled Apenza every down. I don't think Apenza was going very hard, um, and there's there's probably reasons for that in, in a scrimmage. But um, Worf's a stud. Jackson's a huge man on the other side, too. He's a stud. Um, the three guys inside, center guard, guard, are probably going to be the key to Iowa's success. Passing the ball, running the ball, we'll just have to see what they can do to step up and um, – you know, fans get all wound up when when production's not good, when the play doesn't work. Boy, it's a terrible play call, and they want to they want to walk up and string Brian Ferentz up for making a terrible play call. But probably ninety nine percent of the time, the play call's right. It's it's execution that didn't happen. It's um, you know defense is out there that you know they're on scholarship too. They're playing hard uh, at a at a you know major college so. You know, it's it, just because it didn't work doesn't mean it's a bad call. You know, and and uh, I think inside execution will be the main thing, keeping the quarterback clean, and especially with I was, uh, you know, their their scheme in the running game with the with the the way they run the ball on the stretch stuff, inside stretch. They don't have, you know, last time I knew uh, Iowa didn't have very many run plays as far as calls. Uh, I think it was eight. I think they have eight total run plays. But you know when you're running stretch, it's just all uh, running where they're not, and and uh, Iowa's been very successful as as most colleges are and most NFL teams. That's what they run, just because you just can't get a guy and a guy a lot of times, and you can't run traps and and all that kind of stuff in college, you know, like you can in high school. And I think fans don't get that. And um, but the the three guys on the interior, the center guard, guard are going to be the key to Iowa's success on the offensive side, um, in the run and the pass game. So. Um, they got two really good dudes, and I think they got about five or six other guys. They're gonna have to figure it out who who's gonna be who, and and uh, and just be really good. So um, offensively, I was just gonna be the same. I don't think they're gonna you know they're not gonna put up a ton of points. That's not how they're built. That's not what they scheme to do. Um, you know they get a ton of points when they get turnovers and and play in a short field and and have uh, more opportunities than uh, than not. But you know I was not built to just put points up points up points up they're built to just grind it out keep keep the clock in their favor keep field position in their favor and that's winning football again as a football coach i love it 
as most fans that sit around me at every clinic, uh, in the clinic at every game, um, football stupid couldn't be more prevalent anymore. And I think I attribute a lot of that to, you know, the 30, 40 something year old dude playing Xbox and, and, you know, winning their dynasty and they think they're a football coach or, or they won their, their company, uh, fantasy football and they just think they can they can run teams they got it all figured out and they have, they absolutely have no clue um you know winning by one point is just as good as 100 and uh anybody tells you otherwise really really doesn't get it so i think iowa's offense will be you know pretty much the same as what we've seen and you know who knows they could, they could have a great year and um if they can control the clock you know who knows you know defensively um they find you know the news came out yesterday that the middle linebacker or the outside linebacker I think the, the Leo Men's uh, blew his knee out in, in practice on Wednesday so he's done um, but I actually think uh, the hockey day kid you know it's going to be his time he's a senior you know he'll step in there um, you know and then they got some just huge dudes the Neiman Welch and Wade kid all three of them guys are just massive dick guys and they run well and very athletic and um, I think they're all about six three or six four at the linebacker spot, especially on the outside, and that that creates problems, um, you know, as far as their length getting to getting to things and and just defending short stuff. And um, that Armani Jones in the middle is just fun to watch. He's he's a guy I watch on every single kickoff because he is he's all about it, and it's going to be his time to step in there. And he looks like Abdul Hodge in the middle, same number, same type of build, and same type of energy, and just gets to the football last night for sure. And, and the few times you know he got in the game last year, he was productive. Um, the one thing that was really funny that stood out of the, the Dylan Doyle kid. Um, you know he should still be in high school too, I believe. Um, his dad being the strength coach, he is a big kid, and uh, he just looks the part. And um, seeing some tape on him in high school, he was very productive, very physical. So I think Iowa is really going to be good at that spot for years to come. Um, the guy that was impressive watching him last night a lot is the Barrington Wade. I think he's a redshirt freshman also. Um, could be a sophomore, I'm not sure. But he, he was always to the football too and, and, and got there kind of angry. So I think I was in good shape at, at linebacker. Secondary, um, you know, you're always trying to find the dude in defense, you know, the, the one dude. And Iowa didn't have that guy last year. No one thought Josh Jackson was going to be that guy. And then all of a sudden here he is. And, you know, he's going to be a top 15 pick in the draft. And, you know, so right now they I don't know if they have the dude, but, you know, they got a bunch of guys, a bunch of athletes back there. And I will play a lot of guys in the secondary, you know, the corner. Uh, I, I think they the more they play, they'll get some guys healthy. Um, it gives them more opportunity in nickel and dime type packages to run dudes in and, and uh, cause problems. I, I think they're going to be really athletic. The Gervais kid, I've always liked him. Um, just some guys, kind of like basketball, some guys the ball always comes to them. You know, they get a ton of rebounds just because they're always in the right spot. Um, he's just that kind of guy too, which shows he's probably smarter than he is. Um, he, you know, his smarts are probably uh, more than his ability. Um, he just is always in the right spot. And, you know, the biggest thing in defense is lining up correctly and, and you got it right and then just, you know, do your job. And I think he does that. And, you know, he got a, a pick or maybe two. And then um, the hooker guy, you know, Armani Hooker, he is just a stud. And uh, I think he he's going to have a huge year too, uh, along with um, oh, I can't, uh, Gino Stone. He, he had a great year too coming in as a freshman. I think he'll be good. Um, I think the guy that has a chance to be the dude is uh, Matt Hankins. He got in the game uh, late or got in games late in the year 
and and perform but he's a really good athlete so it's gonna be fun to watch that you know i think they're gonna have some growing pains they're gonna get hit um hit with some big plays probably just because of their youth but i think at the same time um their success is going to come from what's happening up front you know in the d line on the you know when they're getting picks and they're getting breakups and they're getting tip balls um you know everyone is all about uh, the secondary the secondary but most of the time their success comes from what's happening up front with pressure quarterbacks make bad decisions when they're under pressure and and that's when you get you, you get big plays so i think uh the front seven um has a chance they're big boys big kids up front um on the ends you know the nelson kids are are big uh power forwards and you know playing football um Appenza obviously um is going to be as good as he wants to be I just watched him a lot last night against Wirfs I don't know if Wirfs is that good or just didn't look like Appenza was going super hard obviously you can't hit the quarterback in these games so it wasn't like he was um you know balls out to try to try to blast somebody but um in the run game he was he played a lot more physical as did all the guys up front um I think Brinks is the guy that um number 90 Sam Brinks is the guy that's uh could be huge for for Iowa next year um he really came out of nowhere last year and was really productive he got in the mix a lot um he's a big guy and he's super athletic and quick for for you know I think he's 6'5 about 300 pounds so um you know I think Iowa will be fine up there you just kind of look the you know kind of toward the end of the year last year kind of getting back to old Iowa football where you know the four guys up front control the game you know they don't have to blitz a lot they don't have to send backers or guys off the edge to create pressure and um, when when you're able to do that with with four only four guys um, back in the day with Babino and Roth and um, you know some of those guys your defense is really good you know really good and um, a lot of guys can run around and make plays and so that's why we got a lot of picks last year because they're up front and they're you know their front four guys were getting a lot of pressure and causing problems and um, you know that creates opportunities so I think Iowa could be really good up there they'll rotate a bunch of guys and I think. Uh, you know what they what was out there last night is probably what's going to be out there most of the year and um should be fun to watch and hopefully a Penza really gets after because I think he can be a huge difference maker um special teams everybody's all wound up about punting um you know the one thing about punting you know Iowa net punting is probably the only stat that matters as far as coaches go net punting Iowa was right you know in the toward the middle upper middle part of the Big Ten um I think 40 uh, I looked it up. Forty yards was a was the leading and net putting in the Big Ten. I was like thirty seven point nine, so just a couple of yards off. Um, you know, just because you can't kick it seventy yards every time you you know you kick the ball, um, you know, fans think that the punting was was awful. Um, they did have to go to uh, more of a rugby type stuff with Rastetter. I think I think his name's Grisande. Uh, I, I'm not sure how you pronounce his name. He would he would have been probably the guy, but I know he got hurt last year, so he didn't. He only punted a couple times, and then and then he hurt his leg. Um, he I think he's definitely the punter this year if they don't have a new kid coming in. So, um, you know they'll be fine, fun, fine punting the ball. A lot of a lot of punting too is is scheme based. Is you know where you're going to punt it, how you're going to punt it. Um, but you know if people think Iowa needs to average 50 yards or or they suck is 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 totally ludicrous. You know if net punting is the biggest thing you know if you're if you're kicking it to where you can cover it and there's no return that's that's good and you know so I think they'll be fine there at the same time kicking is definitely a strong point um you know place kicking uh you know we've seen this back uh you know he's super solid had a great year he's a good really good kickoff guy when the new rules uh you know kicking it out of the end zone is is uh 
you know, is going to be key uh, now that you can't pooch it. So just kick it in the end zone and be done with it. So I think he, he's, you know, really solid there. And he had a good year kicking it from, you know, on the uh, field goals. He didn't have a ton of them, but he was solid. Um, after that, you know, they have a couple other guys. The, the, the guy that was great last night, looked out of place, was this 5'8 kicker freshman, uh, Shudik. I mean, he's five foot eight and like 160 pounds. He looked like a eighth grader out there compared to some of these guys. And he wore number 94, which looked really strange. Um, but he, I mean, for five eight, he's had a he had a cannon, um, you know, kicking the ball. Um, you know, we were talking last night. Uh, the poor uh, the poor kid uh, Keith Duncan, who won the Michigan game and will forever live in the hearts of Iowa fans. Uh, you know, he'll never kick again at Iowa probably. And, I imagine he's probably okay with that, but um, you know it's just it's just uh, it's just funny to look out there and you know he was the guy there a few years ago and um, won won a huge game for Iowa and uh, and had a great year and and he's you know he's probably not ever gonna kick another ball but he probably won't ever buy another drink in Iowa City either so um, you know it was fun getting down to Kinnick last night um, you know we we have season tickets in the north end zone so that getting redone is kind of cool to see I think it's gonna be really nice. Um, I think it's going to make Iowa, uh, Kinnick Stadium a lot louder the way they got it set up. So, um, But that's going to be cool. And then, you know, the whole water tower thing, that's going to be, you know, everybody's been bitching about that just because that's what Iowa fans like to do. And, uh, you know, they announced that, which probably got the loudest cheer of the night. But just getting to see some football is a nice night, you know, and, and uh, getting ready for uh, for next fall. Hopefully it'll, it'll get here soon enough. Not the biggest baseball guy. Don't tend to watch one pitch all year, so don't quite understand why they got to play so many games. So I'm, and you know, this time of year is awful uh, as a sports fan. If you're me, um, watch a little bit NBA. Probably the only NBA I watch is when we get to this point of the season when they actually try. And we'll, we might have a little podcast about that because um, you know I'm an '80s guy, uh, '80s kid. So you know, when, when the NBA was real basketball and, you know, you had to play. So we'll probably talk about that down the road. And um, if I if I get any uh, opinions from you guys, you know, please follow us on Twitter. Um, you know, we're at Onside Kick Cast. So it's at Onside Kick Cast is our Twitter. You can respond to, uh, to that with some questions if you'd like. Um, we also have an Instagram. I'm I'm too old and, and not not knowing how to use it yet, so we'll have to figure that one out too. But it's at Onside Kick Podcast on Instagram, Onside Kick Podcast. So we look forward to hearing from you. This was a first run. Probably talked uh, crazy, but we'll get better at it all the time. Get some uh, other guests. Uh, we look forward to uh, hearing from you. Hopefully, we get some more uh, listeners. Um, I'll definitely be more critical uh, down the road of different things. But, um, you know, Iowa's going to be okay. It's going to be the same football team as you've always seen, I think. And if you can't uh, enjoy that uh, without complaining, you probably need to find something else to do. So um, I'm a fan. I always will be. Uh, Go Hawks. Thanks for listening.